Hello, you are now tuned in to Fake It to Fluency, the cheat code to language learning. Now, last week, guys, we, well, <laughs> I, I told you I would have a guest for this episode, which I do. But before you hear that interview, I just want to flash back into last week's episode and say a few things that I wish I said, which is number one build relationships with people that have the same interests as you which is learning a new language now does the language that they're learning have to be the same as yours absolutely not but you guys can share different tips and tricks and things that work for you resources all that good jazz for example i'm into language learning now and what i like to use is netflix and spotify or apple music um and YouTube. I use Netflix and also as well as Disney Plus to watch things in different languages. So I'm getting that audio input. Um, basically immersing myself without uh, actually traveling to a different country. Um, so find people who have those similar interests. Find YouTubers who are um, similar, similar like personalities or learning styles, whatever, um, to you. Or have a similar goal to you. For me, I have not found someone on YouTube who is like me um, and have the same interests, which is why I knew um, that I needed to make this podcast and eventually I will start a YouTube channel. Um, If you're into that, I will let you know when that happens. But until then, we're here on the podcast. And so I I created the podcast because there's so much that I learn and am learning and have learned in school um that the average person may not know because I've learned so much (laughs) in school that I did not know existed and I think that's where the pivot happened um with my language learning experience because uh prior to starting the program that I'm in which was literally just to teach English as a second language and you see all of these ads and campaigns about teaching English as a second language and like a month course to learn to get certified so in my head I'm thinking okay yeah I'm going to a university um but it should be easy it should be quick it should be like that and that was not the case there was definitely a learning curve for me but I learned so much and from starting that program um, and everything that I learned, I was able to actually apply it to my um, my journey in learning Spanish. So all of a sudden, everything just clicked. Because prior to starting that, like, I was still doing funky things that I don't want to get too far into. But like, I was like, say I was watching a show, for example, literally, I'm translating, <laughs> I'm translating the show into English to digest it which I didn't necessarily need to do and then all of a sudden it's just like one morning I woke up and I was able to just watch the show I was no longer translating stuff in my head I was just letting it be like just becoming one with the language and it just became um natural which I didn't I feel like I was holding myself back so there's there's so much that I've learned that I can't wait to share with you guys because um, the resources that are out there 
that are easy to grab that these ads and campaigns, um, I haven't tried Babbel, but like Babbel, Pimsleur, Rosetta Stone, um, Duolingo, all those different things. Well, Duolingo is free and then they have the paid without the ads. But you know, um, I think Duolingo is a great resource just for like downtime, but I do not think you should use Duolingo to actually learn the language. Like if you're using Duolingo, like if you don't want to pay for anything, but you're already paying for Netflix, Disney Plus, music, different stuff like that, start listening to music in the different languages, start watching shows in the other language, start watching YouTube videos in the other language if you're not already doing those things. Um, so that's all I have to say about that. And also, um, one thing before I go, which I said we would be talking about culture. Um, in the interview, we do talk about culture a little bit, but one thing that I want to leave you with, we'll have another, um, episode if you want specifically about immersing yourself into culture in the future. But for now, I just want to let you know, if you are looking to learn a language or currently learning a language before I used to not think culture was important, but it is so important. Um, so if you're learning a language just to travel to a specific place, make sure before you go to the place, even if you don't know the language, and if you haven't learned enough of the language, at least know, um, a little more about the culture and like social norms because a lot of times we just travel to places just to say hey we went there or they have a nice beach and other stuff but it's good to learn the culture before you go um because just because a place speaks the same language as you does not mean the culture is um the same and you don't want to have any mishaps so um and if you don't plan on traveling anytime soon just pick one that seems the most interesting to you for that specific language and you know once you learn everything you need to know about that culture then move on to a different culture um and there's so many different dialects in uh just one language so that's something to figure out as well um because once you get to a certain point of your language learning you might um want to have like a specific dialect I feel like when I speak Spanish I probably <laughs> I haven't perfected it. I haven't gotten into my like whole accent and persona, but like, I feel like you just become a whole different, you can become a whole different person once you learn and acquire a new language. It's like a whole new personality. Be whoever you want to be, baby. Be whoever you want to be. So now I will let you hear the episode, <laughs> the interview with my dearest friend. I hope you enjoy it. Um, It's good. So it's good. I think it's good. I mean, I just love my friend and I love us. So maybe I'm biased, but I think it's very informative. Um, so keep listening. Okay. So, Hey guys, it's your girl Breezy and welcome back to fake it to fluency. Now, last week I was probably hyping you guys up and by you guys, I don't know who, um, you know, so at this point, we need to be friends. If you're listening to this and you have no idea who I am, can we just be friends? Just follow us on Instagram, fake it to fluency, and we can get this thing popping. So last week, I told you that we were going to have a guest, and this guest may be like the one of the two people that I know that actually listen to this podcast, my dear friend, Abby, and um, I'm just going to let her tell a little bit about herself so you guys can get a feel of what's going on. I'm not going to tell you um, 
I'm not gonna say too much. I'm just gonna let her, you know, what's what you gotta say. Talk to my talk to my people. Okay. Thanks first of all for having me on the podcast. My first time being on a podcast. I'm very excited about it. <laughs> I am a devoted listener to Fake It to Fluency. I listen to every I've listened to every episode and I get a little bit giddy when I see a new one. Uh, has been uploaded, which has only happened a few times. But <laughs> <laughs> so uh, okay, so my name is Abby, and um, my journey to faking it to fluency uh, has been focused on American Sign Language. So um, that is the sign language that deaf and hard of hearing people use in America and even a few other countries uh, globally. But I started learning. American Sign Language in 2012. Uh, I took it in high school. So 2012. That's so long yeah, ago. I know. That's like eight years ago. I know. Almost a decade. And and I'm still learning every day. That's like the terrifying part. That's like, the key, though. That's what I feel like people don't realize. Like you, you think like, oh my gosh, this person is so good at speaking this, and it's just like honestly, it's a learning progress. Yes. Process, and you. That's why you gotta fake it. Exactly. You just, you just like fake it, like you know, you have to have that confidence. But I go agree. ahead. I'm not gonna cut you off. Keep going. Girl. Keep <laughs> I going. Know. I feel like we're gonna get sidetracked a bit, but no, um. I'm focused. I'm totally focused. It committed because I have questions. Okay, great. Okay, so yeah, I started learning in 2012. I started out taking American Sign Language in high school. So similar to your experience where you kind of learn something that kind of helps you later, but not really because you're just trying to get the grade. You're just trying to get the credit. Girl, I would just need to know how to say I need to go to the bathroom. That's all I knew. Honestly. <laughs> so, um, but I did have an interest in sign language at that point, and so from there I went to a community college. Wait, but before I stop you, well, I already stopped you. But <laughs> <laughs> so why did you pick that? Like, you had the opportunity to pick Spanish, French, so why sign language? So it's it's not, like, an inspiring reason. A lot of people assume it's because, like, oh, I met a deaf person, and I wanted to get to know them, and I wish that was the story. But truthfully, I failed Spanish one twice. Oh, that's embarrassing. I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm sorry. Which is so ironic because now I'm married to um, a Salvadorian man whose whole family speaks Spanish. And she still don't know. (laughs) What do you know how to say? Honestly, not much. Like baby, like words, like... It's okay. We're it's okay. It's okay. We're gonna keep going. So yes. So you went to community college, right? So um, I joined an interpreting program in Richmond, and um, so it was really difficult because I was still just really in that classroom environment. I was not interacting with native users of American Sign Language, so your ability to learn in that setting is pretty limited so I eventually I felt like I was kind of plateauing and I needed more of a challenge so I decided to take the plunge and I went to Gallaudet University which is in Washington DC it's a university for deaf and hard of hearing students and um, they gracefully uh, allow some hearing students to enroll if they are going to study to be interpreters or maybe they are um, CODAs is what they're called, so children of deaf adults. So their parents use American Sign Language. That was their first language. So anyways, I moved on campus in 2016, and that is the definition of immersion, culture shock, 
terrifying every day, but also the best experience of my life. That one year I learned so much more than, than I had learned cumulatively in the four years leading up to it. Um, I mean, your classes, of course, are taught by deaf professors in American Sign Language. If you've got to go to financial aid, you're using American Sign Language. If you want to talk to your friend in the library. Oh, so you didn't have options. No. Like, the end of the day, I would come to my dorm with my roommate, who was also hearing and trying to become an interpreter. And I was just like, oh, my God, I couldn't even use my eyeballs. My eyeballs were so tired. People think your hands get tired. No, it's your eyes and your brain when you're a second language So you couldn't just write stuff. Listen, I like to finesse my way through life. So you couldn't just, like, write stuff down. Did you ever have to, like, communicate? So there was definitely times where I had a hard time communicating what I wanted to say. You know, especially, like, in class, you know, they're having, you know, these deep discussions about sensitive topics. And, like, I just had all these thoughts but I didn't have the language to be able to articulate it. So it was hard, but um, kind of t- to tie it into the culture thing, you know, when you're at Gallaudet, you're on a deaf campus, right? It's a deaf space. So they're not going to accommodate to me because I don't have the language. I got to figure it out. So how did so, that make you feel? Um, It made me feel not that great. Like, you know, there was a lot of days where I was like, why am I here? Why am I doing this? I'm not good enough, blah, blah, blah. And there was most people that I interacted with at Gallaudet were so supportive, so sweet, so just amazing. But there's definitely people who are like, wow, you suck. (laughs) And like, I don't understand you. But like, you know, you kind of need like that thick skin, you know, to, I mean, you're coming into someone else's culture, especially you know, deaf people in America historically have been oppressed by hearing people. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you have to just kind of keep that in mind with every interaction that you have. Um, but overall, the experience was incredible. I stayed on campus for one year and then I finished out the remaining three years of my bachelor's degree. Yes, it took me six years to get a bachelor's degree because. Wait, <laughs> so you had to take other classes. Yeah. Oh, but yeah. But they would be. I never, I never even yeah. thought, listen, me and Abby have talked about, you know, being in school all of this time. And honestly, I was so ignorant to the fact that like, cause she, I knew she's like, you know, it's been six years and I knew that she was working hard and everything takes time, but never until this moment right now, <laughs> did I think that her like general ed, like these other classes yes. <laughs> were in sign language. I didn't even think so y'all. That, that I'm so proud like I was proud of you before yeah. but like now oh my gosh yeah it was challenging you know that's like quite the achievement like I can't yeah. oh my gosh I don't even I can't even wrap my mind around like where my language skills would be if I hadn't have done that first year I mean it was challenging Ooh, child. oh my god! and there's gosh. no break you go to the cafeteria you want a sandwich so you're ordering you- it in sign language <laughs> like there's no break and and that's perfect that's what you need that's what mm-hmm. I wanted right I said I was plateauing and uh yeah you know there was definitely challenging courses like human bio <laughs> oh my god where I like- swear I would like memorize the chapter before class because I couldn't take notes like I would go through the whole slideshow read the chapter take my notes do my flashcards and then show up and just try to learn the vocab oh my gosh yeah so what kept you motivated throughout this? Because so many people would have just said, uh, I can I can go elsewhere. Like, yeah. this is enough. I had enough. 
Uh, I think just like those little victories that you get along the way where you see like, um, like there's so many things that I learned just by interacting uh, with other people on campus. You've mentioned before like the, how each, um, for example, Spanish speaking countries, each country has their own variation, their own dialect. And it's the same thing within the deaf community. So being able to just like identify, oh, that's like a Southern you know, regional sign, or, you know, being able to understand, uh, in, you know, signs or phrases that are specific to ASL that don't have an equivalent in English. Those little victories just kind of was enough to give me the motivation to keep going. And of course, I just <laughs> I think we can all relate. Like, I just wanted my degree. Like, I wanted my degree. That was my goal. Oh, I don't know <laughs> if I could have did that. I probably would have been crying to my mom every night. Like, I don't know why I did this. There was tears. <laughs> like, I don't, like, I don't know what this is. Like, I, I, full on, I would have definitely, I, I am so, like, oh my gosh. Like, it was <laughs> awesome. Though. Like, looking back, you know, when you go through a hard time, of course, it's so cliche, but when you go, when you look back, you're like, wow. I was learning through that every day. And that is like exactly that what is happened. So insane. Yes. So now I understand why you haven't um learned Spanish yet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I feel like that's a whole different episode. We will have you back uh probably really soon. Probably <laughs> I actually have another guest lined up, which yes. is that's gonna be pretty cool, but we'll definitely have you back because we don't wanna take too much of the people's time. Right. Very true. Um, so I'll save I'll save those questions yes. um, for later. But what is something that you like? I feel like when you learn a language, you grow as a person, and I don't even think you realize that that can make you grow as a person. So yeah. how do you feel like you've had a growth, a new Absolutely. awakening? It's so true. I could honestly like spend 30 minutes talking about okay, all the ways I've grown, but I'm not minutes, going to. I don't to. Even know how long we've been on here. I don't know how to keep track of this. <laughs> we, we can talk for days, so we have to This be, might be yeah. longer than the 25 minutes I was given before, but. So um, I would say one of the major things that I've learned or has become more like on my radar is uh, the disability community in America, like mm-hmm. the access that they do not have a lot of times, the discrimination that they face a lot of times, you know, it's just something that wasn't even on my radar. Uh, language deprivation. So when a uh, deaf child is born to hearing parents and they don't know anything and they're just relying on the quote unquote experts, the doctors, the audiologists, to tell them what to do and they say here just do hearing aids you know which I'm not you know hearing aids are great and they have you know they provide benefit but then that child goes through life never learning sign language and so just the struggles that are faced in the disability community in America and then of course within the deaf community um, there's a lot of just things that haven't changed things that you know people the hearing population in america isn't aware of yeah we haven't gotten much exposure the only thing i can think of i have visited that school but it was for like i don't know i think it was one of my brother's basketball tournaments okay and then the only other time that i've been exposed to like i mean i knew we they had sign language offered in school but i there was no motivation like the motivation from spanish was like it's easy 
A-ish, right. but clearly that's not true. <laughs> not um, for everyone. Uh, yeah, I didn't have an easy A either. I probably had like a B and a C, but that's besides the point. Yeah. Um, I passed, but okay. switched at birth. That's all. <laughs> Honestly. Did you ever like I've, I've watch never, that? It's funny. I've never watched it. I used to like it. I, said, I might need to go back now I want to go like when I go home tonight I'm probably gonna like binge watch that on Netflix get back caught back up because it was great drama yeah no I've heard I've seen a few episodes but I just didn't watch it but there's a lot of sign language in there mm-hmm. a lot and yeah I mean that representation in mainstream media is like almost non-existent that's like one of the only examples and then there's like Niall DeMarco have you heard of him no I don't okay <laughs> not the slightest of clue he was on America's Next Top Model I don't know if he won he I should know top. first of all I haven't watched that since like it is still going strong <laughs> and yeah I'll show you it. I'll show you later Niall DeMarco <laughs> okay because I have not that's a guy right uh-huh Oh, yeah. Yeah. The last time I watched America's Next Time Model was all females. Yeah. I, you know, I haven't watched it either, so I don't know if it's co-ed or if it was, like, a man's season or whatever. But, yeah, so there are a few, you know, deaf people represented in mainstream media, but not enough. And I know that's a problem, like, that goes beyond the deaf community. But mm-hmm. That's why I said I, this was this is great. This is amazing. I feel so bad for not even thinking about it or considering it as a language. And I know it's American sign language, so it's like for us. But the, and to think about it, like there's a whole bunch of different other sign yeah. languages across the world. And mm-hmm. it's just like this is why I wanted to start this podcast, um, mainly because I feel like here in America we're in this bubble. And yes, it's extremely like diverse. But a lot of issues that um, we, like, face that uh, we're definitely privileged. And a lot of time people are like, we have this mentality, this nationalism, Mm -hmm. this honestly elitism Mm -hmm. that uh, this is America. If you're going to come here, you need to be able to speak English. Yeah. (laughs) And it's just kind of like, but then, but then here we are. Here we are going to other countries Uh saying the same thing, like... Like, everybody should speak English uh-huh. had that entitlement. So, you know, um, I feel, I really feel bad about, like, not being, you know, so aware about sign language. But I want to pivot. Um, y'all, Abby is having a baby. I'm so <laughs> excited. So that's a thing. A lot of pe- parents are, yes. like, teaching their kids sign language. So I assume all the work you put in, I'm sure you're going <laughs> to. Definitely. So how do you, what do you think about that? Like the whole sign language uh, thing going on? Yeah. So I think it's great because um, oh, I wish I had the exact facts. I, I tend to paraphrase things. So I'm going to paraphrase a fact, a statistic. I'm pretty sure it's like babies can't talk until they're like 10 months old, 12 months old or something. I don't know. But they can start signing when they're six months old. So they can start communicating to you. I'm hungry. I want my diaper changed. Like they have the cognitive ability, the awareness to know what they want, mm-hmm. but they don't have the language. So I think it's really cool that um, sign language can be used um, for just you know that communication. But I definitely plan on uh, teaching, you know, my daughter and my future children sign language. Um, but I want to teach it more on a. I just I want them to be 
fluent is the goal, you know, so I don't want to just teach them more hungry. That's great for a lot of people. But I mean, if I'm fluent, I might as well pass that to my child mm-hmm. and hopefully they take all it those, and run. All that time, girl, you exactly. better teach everything you can. Yes. So I'm going to try. It's funny. I'm like the biggest planner ever, but not really. I'm not really that big of a planner because I'm also like a hot mess, but I do like to plan things out no, far I feel advanced. like your hot mess and my hot mess are not the same kind of <laughs> hot mess. So you are like a... Uh, um, a warm mess maybe yeah I don't know I literally just lied I'm not like a big planner maybe it's more <laughs> the fact that I just think way far out into the future but I um, 2020 should have taught you not to do that I know you're right so much I guess it's good it's good but like I, I feel like I was prepared for this and then people made me I made me feel like okay maybe you need to plan more so this year I bought a planner and everything like I don't think I brought it here because who cares? Like, I was going to, but I was like, what am I going to actually write in there? Nothing. It just sits there and collects dust. Yeah. I had stickers and everything. Oh. Bought mad planners, for virtual planners. I mean, that's just, definitely, like, it that has, a, like, a deeper meaning, I think. Um, yeah, so I'm just like... Oh, well, I'm not a planner. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> to just correct myself uh, here on the mic, but I have read and researched how do you teach your child to be like to grow up learning multiple languages at the same time because my husband speaks Spanish and I'm like, I want my children to be trilingual. Like, Oh, hello. they better be able to speak Spanish. I'm yes. going to show that because it don't make no sense. Honestly, I know. I, I will strongly like encourage my husband's side of the family to just use Spanish whenever possible. But so I definitely like when I'm alone with my daughter, it's going to be sign language all the time. So that's how you're supposed to do it when you're alone with your kid and your, you know, your second language, you use that language only. And then same so when my husband's alone with the baby, he'll use Spanish only. And then when we're together as a family, we'll use English. Ah, so but we'll see. That takes a lot be, of discipline. Yeah, maybe it, when y'all are all together, it should be Spanish. Honestly. So you can learn a little something, something. That is so true. I think I will pick up on it just because he'll be teaching her, like, from birth. <laughs> I'm like that's where I need to start. Okay, let's okay, let's pretend that we both are like okay. What do you know in Spanish? Like I know like a little bit. Like poco, talk to me. Poco español. So if like someone came up to you, no. Like what would you do? Honestly, like it happens when I'm at my husband's house. Like no, like they just really like you're there. You're in the flesh. They don't treat you no different until they realize oh she. <laughs> Like, at least I, I respect that and I appreciate that yeah. because, like, sometimes you assume because sometimes you get in environments and that's how you know, like, they have a good family. Yeah. Because you get in these environments and they just assume that the person doesn't speak Spanish. Right. So, you know, you're around good people when they just start speaking to you in Spanish because they just, you know, they don't have any, like, judgment. It's just like, right. oh, just because you look that way doesn't mean that you can't speak it's Spanish. True. And they assume that, you know, I've been but, around for so and, long. And this one, They're like, oh, she one, knows it. I'm like, no. So I just try to like, and maybe this is like my sign language experience coming out, but I try to just like gesture, use the sign that I know, and then uh, try to like frantically like gaze around the room and look for my husband, who's the worst translator. I love him to death, but he's a terrible translator and see if he'll help me. And that's the thing, though. People don't realize that just because someone speaks a language doesn't mean they can translate. Um, yeah, that's something that I've learned throughout, like, my little language journey. Yeah. Like, 
that's I think was one of the biggest struggles I experienced throughout my journey that's why it took me six years because I was trying to learn a language and learn how to interpret it at the same time I was just about to ask you that it's a major flaw like you shouldn't be accepted into the interpreting program until you're fluent and that's what they do at Gallaudet so like the first year I was there I wasn't even in the interpreting program yet I Mm. yeah I had to get fluent and it took actually it took a year and a half so like like my graduation got pushed back a year like yeah it's different nobody like nobody thinks about that um aspect of it because like one day like I remember I would like when I watched stuff in um Spanish on TV I'm like literally for for whatever reason I don't know why translating everything in my head and then I have to go back because I missed something because and I'm like why are you translating I think it that's normal like, until one morning I just woke up and I was able just to like watch stuff and know what was going yeah. on and people are like what did they say I'm like I don't know but I know what's going on that's not my problem and yes. she don't know too <laughs> I can relate to that but like is it like that in when um you're signing as well because I know that it's English absolutely um but like is it just like kind of like automatic now? It's just like so. When you say it's English, you mean like American Sign Language? Yeah, American. Like, or is it? It's so. It's, it's not, not. Oh, yeah. girl, talk to us. Talk to us. Let us so, know. Like ugh, that is like one of the biggest misconceptions. And oh, I should correct myself. Sign language can be. There are. Okay, we're gonna open a can of worms here. I'm gonna try to explain it and stay on track. But American Sign Language is not signed English. You can do signed English, but it's not American Sign Language. So as an interpreter, okay, okay, okay. I need to be able to work in the whole spectrum of signed English all the way to ASL. So ASL has its own grammar. Uh, I mean, everything. You know, like, for example, like, you can, um, like, you wouldn't sign, like, oh, that's very good you would emphasize the way you sign good with your facial expression, with your body movement. But you could sign that is very good. Two signs, very and good. Or you can just sign good. Yeah, she over here signing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, I can't help it. But so, yeah, that is, I'm glad you said that because that's something that like everyone assumes that it is signed English. And it's, it's sometimes is and it sometimes isn't, just depending on how that person was raised, where they went to school, where they learned sign language. Um, but yeah, I told Abby she's gonna have to start signing at concerts and then sneaking me in because first of all they like I don't know well I y'all was at the Demi Lovato concert and I didn't even know for, see I'm showing like I don't do nice things in life <laughs> so I go to the Demi Lovato concert by myself so you know when you're by yourself you just notice everything yeah. you got to be very you know pay attention to your surroundings and stuff yes. so. Over on the side, because, y'all, I was on the floor. Like, I literally, I feel like I could have touched, reached out and touched Demi when she had walked by if I wanted to. But, you know, I'm not on that groupie stuff because I am a celebrity. But anyways, so I saw, like, I never knew that was a thing. I never knew. Like, I and I was happy that they had had that there was someone, you know, signing, like, the concert. And they was just jamming. I was just like, live your best life. Yes, we are turned up at this because... I forgot what the album was called, but Demi did that on that album. But, like, that was something that I never saw before. Absolutely. And had I not been by myself, I probably wouldn't even notice. Yeah. It just goes unnoticed, and I just show, that goes to show something. 
you know, I'm not, no, I'm not saying that I'm like a terrible person or anything like that. No. But I think that, you know, people need to be more um, aware. And I feel like right. there's probably people who do have like hearing problems that we aren't aware of because maybe their parents didn't, you know, um, have them learn like sign language and right. stuff like that. So they're like literally faking it to make it out here. And right. like, you might assume like, I know that person heard me or like, you know, even right. little things like that. And like when you're in larger settings, like in stores or whatever, you may not even know, like an employee could be hard of hearing Absolutely. and you're sitting here. Especially with um, COVID and everyone being required to wear masks. Mm-hmm. That's really makes it challenging on some people who rely on like lip reading and not all deaf people lip read. Some deaf people lip read very well some don't at all some um deaf people and hard of hearing people lip read like they want you to kind of mouth some of the english words while you sign so again like you said if someone's hard of hearing they can't see your lips moving they don't you know what i mean you're in walmart it's loud i mean it's like i feel like we're breaking down a wall right now i wish that i actually had people who listen to this podcast (laughs) it will happen i mean i know that there are people out there who are listening and i'm so glad that you're here like that's so exciting But I've literally haven't told any of my friends or anything like that. And now I feel like I'm more motivated to because this is so important. Yeah, it is. And I hopefully know. we're not boring. I'm like feeling pretty entertained. I mean, <laughs> yeah. But I, we were doing a sound check. Like you do like, I feel like anybody can do a podcast. So if you were thinking about doing starting a podcast, just do it. This is yeah. like fun. Like I feel it like is. we're having a, a lot of times, you know, we have a conversation getting caught up on like life. Yeah. And you don't really want to, like, worry about, like, talk about, like, career and stuff like that. Right. But it's just, like, I never even thought about these kind of perspectives. But, you know. Yeah. I understand. I know. Being stuck in the house, like, you really start to think about what you, you know. I think, yeah. Yeah. I think that might be what 2020 is for. Reflection and, like, self-analysis. 2020 vision. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why I need to drop the album, like. 2020 vision. For real. Like, I feel like people have been saying that, like, on the internet and stuff like that. Yeah. But I feel like I look at it at a much deeper level. Yeah, the context. Like, you just, yeah. Wow. I'll buy your album. Um, I don't know if it's for sale, but. (laughs) Okay. um, Yeah. But this was great. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, yeah, like a lot, but what? I don't <laughs> what know. Do wanna... I don't know. Like, I just feel like there's like there's, there's so much. To talk so about. much. I don't know how long we've been talking though. That's the thing. Someone should have took like someone <laughs> should have taken note of that. Yeah, but... I feel like it's like a good stopping point, and it doesn't mean just we're gonna stop this conversation forever. It's gonna pick back up. Like there's... I know, because I really want to. Um, Honestly, we can split this into two parts. Two-parter? Um, yeah. I like it. I feel like people hanging off the edge of their seat a little bit. Okay, so guys, we have decided that we, um, this is it for this episode. Uh, but stay tuned for the part two, which will be recorded today. Um, but then you guys will get that the following week or whatever that is. Um, because I want to really get into this family gossip, this tea. Honestly, I feel like, yeah, because I want to know a little bit more about, um, we honestly, we can even get your husband in here <laughs> I because I went like, we'll I, about the, 
I mean, I feel like... I know. He gets nervous to talk. In front of groups, though. Maybe he'll feel more comfortable in, you can, in his kitchen. I, um, yeah, I feel like it's... This is a safe environment. Yeah. Listen, like... I yeah. agree. I mean, he's got some perspective to add. and For sure. Like, yeah. I really think that'll be a, um, interesting because the last episode I was talking about, like, finding your husband, even though obviously yeah. he's like... Duh, like, you know it's not he speaks English and no, you're already married and everything like that but I think it's definitely interesting to hear his perspective about being um bilingual and not like acquiring the language like how we've had to work right. so hard to learn it so I think that would be pretty dope yeah. so yeah um apparently she has food like waiting to be cooked so I'm gonna let her hook it up um it gets some food in my system there we go and we'll be back next week so Ah. yes i hope that everything worked out the sound worked out if it was bad if you guys didn't like it i'm sorry but um y'all are gonna this is what we got this is what we have to give and i hope you enjoyed so bye bye